back to another episode of the North Bros Outdoors Podcast. I am Nick Beto. Brandon Wixo. I'm Jared Beto. And we got Jared back finally. It's been a minute. Yep. Back on episode 19. No, 20. 19 and 20 was the last time that we had Jared on. Mm-hmm. Uh, starting this one off, we'll I'll give you the ice condition slash fishing update that I have and Wixo has. Wixo, you want to go first? Yeah, I don't have anything. I did not make it out last week. All right. This one's going to be short and sweet because I don't have much either. I do have my podcast chain. You like it? Very nice. Yeah, it's. I, I saw it last time. I just want to show it off. It's a it's a gold chain with a, a pistol. Is that a Glock or what is that? I would classify it as a Glock. <laughs> it's, a, it's a gold Glock with like diamonds and stuff on it. Long story short, it came from Cameraman Cubby. He went on Amazon, thought he was going to be a thug, and bought one. And then Amazon closed out on him, and he went back in and bought him, bought it again. It was sixty bucks for this. It's real gold. Wow. Yeah. Tupac, Tupac must have wore it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Cubby bought two. So Cubby, thanks for the podcast necklace. Uh, I did not get out fishing, so I don't have. Yeah. Any. Why is that? Well. <clears throat> Uh, Friday was Papa Josh's birthday, so we went out and did some axe throwing and stuff like that. And then I got home and planned on going to bed and getting up and going fishing the next morning. And then I got talked into going out to the bar. And I got out of bed at noon on Saturday. Ah, bottle flu, classic. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. Got out, of, got out of bed at noon on Saturday, went down to Wapton, planned on fishing on Sunday. And then uh, Saturday night the snowmobile decided that it didn't want to play anymore. It was out in the middle of a field. Cameraman Cubby was on it. Put up a cool Instagram reel. Did you Did you see that? I saw a photo. I did not catch the whole reel. You didn't get the reel? No, I didn't look in. I didn't look at it. No. Let me show you the reel. It's kind of cool. I, all I know is is that it it a belt went bad. Is that what happened? Oh yeah, it just said nope, nope, no more. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I take partial blame for it because. So what we did is we went out to uh, our producer back when we very first started north bros madison his parents live out west of wapton there and their um their driveway drifts in like the plow will come by and it'll be it can be half hour 45 minutes after the plow comes by and you can't even tell the plow was there if the wind is blowing and uh so we went out there with uh tyler uh, cubby's friend tyler with his plow truck and opened up the road and cubby rode the snowmobile out there and we were playing with the snowmobile in a, a field that nobody's ridden on all, all winter, so it's nice and powdery. And apparently that was just too much. Here's the mm-hmm. click on that one where it says highlights there. We're on our Instagram page. If you guys want to see this this highlight, you can go check it out. Nice slow motion video of cameraman Cubby carving in the snow. It was a cool video until you found out the aftermath of said video. <laughs> and it was, you know, a little questionable video. <laughs> Pretty cool, huh? That is actually neat. That was shot, slow motion. That was shot is on what, the what? iPhone. It, oh, it is the iPhone. <laughs> so then uh, we get done doing that, and we sat and visited for a little while, and then we go to leave. And I told Cubby, I said, hey, you should ride. He was by himself. He was the only snowmobile we had. And I said, hey, you should ride along the shoulder of the road just in case something happens. Okay, whatever. I'm not going to listen to you. You didn't ride on the shoulder of the road. He I did not. It. He did not. We get out to the highway, we take a left, and we're going, and we can see the headlights bouncing across the field. 
and all of a sudden the headlights disappear. <laughs> and Donkey and I look at each other, we're like, oh shit. And then the phone rings, and it's Cubby, and he goes, hey, um, yeah, I need some help. <laughs> and we're like, well, did you roll it? Like, what happened? Did you hit something? Did you roll it? Like, are you okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. The snowmobile's fine too, it just won't drive. And immediately we're like, yeah, yeah, and he blew a belt. Mm. So then we had to go track down another snowmobile to go retrieve the first snowmobile. And yeah, so I ordered a new belt this morning, 108 bucks off of Amazon. That's the cheapest one I could find. Well, there was cheaper ones, but I feel like yeah, we don't, we don't want road. this problem again. Yeah. No, and it, I feel like a belt, if, if you cheap out on a belt, you know, you're going you're gonna to know that you cheaped out on a belt because yeah. it's kind of like one of the most important parts it doesn't work if you right you at least got to go to the middle of the road price wise on that correct yeah so ordered one of those should be here this week so hopefully next week we can come out and have some sort of ice condition report it's getting to be the end of season i don't know how many weeks we're gonna have left we're supposed to get hit with another six to ten inches of snow <laughs> you excited for that jared no nope. <laughs> it's been a long winter your driveway looks nice though yeah, it's gradually getting narrower and narrower as the winter's going on, though. What kind of snowblower you got? You want to give a plug? I got uh, a Craftsman, and it's something my dad gave me years ago. And I got a feeling they don't even make ones like this anymore. <laughs> this thing is like every every pull start doesn't even take more than one time. It starts right up. I'm afraid the day it does go out or go bad, You're gonna I'm going to have to need a, n- a new one, and I'm going to hate the new one because this one is just, I don't know, it's just so durable. It's funny. I, I think like it. I think Papa Josh has one like that. A Craftsman. Yeah. yeah that it's that, even got duct tape on the on the chute. You know, because it cracked at one time a long yep, time ago. I'm thinking that's the exact bad. same one that we have, and we got ours from Papa as well. Yeah. That's funny. What did he just buy them all and they're going out of well, business? Well, he did sale? used to work for Sears years ago. In oh, Boston. so he did just buy them all. <laughs> yeah, they're going out of sale. Yeah. Well, that's good. Hopefully, you don't have to use it tomorrow, but you're probably going to have to use it tomorrow. Yeah, I'm thinking so. <laughs> But yeah, so hopefully we can come back at you with an ice condition fishing report update next week. But this one, we're going to kind of switch it up a little bit. All of our episodes recently have been ice fishing because that's what we've been doing. But uh, as we said at the beginning, Jared hasn't been on since uh, episode 19 and 20. And that was back when you got your antelope. Mm-hmm. And did you get that back yet? Or what did you... I no, know. well, as far as, tro- like, uh, from Both. the taxidermist. Both. Well, meat. I got the meat back. Yep. How is it? has gone. Was it good? Yeah, yeah, it's good. Very good. Yep. It's a lot like deer, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I, I don't know if if, you, if a person took an antelope and then took in a deer and then you gave us both the same, like, uh, like, we just had pepper sticks made. I don't know if I could tell the difference. I mean, it tastes to me a lot like deer, but... It's probably a similar comparison to bush heavy and bush light. Yeah. Like I'm drinking yep. a bush bush heavy right now because you're trying to get rid of them, <laughs> and it doesn't really taste any different than the bush light. No, that's why when I had first got them, I was confused when somebody had said, "Hey, you're drinking the bush heavies," and I said, "Oh, I didn't realize that." <laughs> <laughs> Wixo wouldn't take a heavy though; he had to have a bush light. Oh, I got to watch my figure, little yep. guy. Yeah. yeah, you got to be careful when you go outside and it's windy; you're gonna blow away. Well, I'm thin enough that I just kind of. <laughs> <laughs> so. You only got pepper sticks made yep. out of your antelope. Is that common, or is that just what you wanted to do? No, I, I actually didn't have that much meat off it because I didn't shoot that big of a one. So, 
I'm trying to think. How, I don't even know how many pounds I had, but yeah, I just figured I just did all pepper sticks. And what we touched on it on the episode as far as what you were gonna do with it as far as amount. Oh yeah, I I just did a well, I did the euro mount myself, but then I thought being that was my first antelope, uh, I thought I'd do I was gonna do like a a dip camo dip, but then I was talking to my taxidermist and he he had showed me. I don't know what you would call it, but he, he would call it a bronze dip. So basically it's like a, like a brown camo dip, but it's not camo. It's just like a straight bronze look. So that's what I decided to do. And I, he's, he still has it. I haven't seen it yet. So I'm hearing you're clicking from your measurements. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I tried getting Jared to give me a, a crash course on measurements, but he said that YouTube isn't a very good. Yeah. And I don't, I don't really do my own. <laughs> I never, I never feel like score on a deer matters anyway. My little two by two made me happy. Yep, as long as it's a trophy to you, that's all that matters. So do you, do you, you got it back yet? Or no, I haven't got it back yet. Nope. How, how long you think it's gonna be till you get it back? I don't know. Normally, I you know, I would call and ask, but if he hasn't called and said it's not done, it's not done yet. So then you just piss him off, and he won't want to. Exactly. So well, back of the line. He's told me stories before about people doing that. And I kind of understand where he's coming from, like why it kind of bugs him about, you know, if people call him and say, hey, is my deer done? Well, did I call you and tell you it was done? No? Well, then it's not done. <laughs> <laughs> and then was he like, was that kind of a read in between the lines kind of yeah, thing? Yeah, I, I mean, it's... Like, Jared, uh, don't call me. Well, no, I mean, he just like, uh, I, yeah. Was, yeah. I'm sure you I, get I, some I, people that are calling like monthly and it's like, well, I told you it was going to be 12 to 18 and it's been four, so right. Yeah, exactly. It's only been four. Yeah. Does he do like all? You're good. I'm just adjusting your volume. Oh, okay. Uh, does he do like fish and other stuff too, or is he strictly? I believe so. No, I think he does a little bit of everything. I don't know if he's. I don't know if he does more. I think he does more big game or you know game heads than fish and stuff. But I know he does everything. Did you? You didn't. You did euros on your two. All of mine are euros. Yep. And did you do those yourself, or did you take them in? I did them myself. So you got yours back already. Yeah. Mine were <laughs> it's done. The best like, when you do a euro and you do it yourself, you yeah. get it back right away. <laughs> mine were done like a week later. Yep. I still have the skull of mine. That's a yeah. euro. That. Uh, yep. I'm gonna put him up on the wall. Eventually, he's on top of my fridge right now. Nice. It's just where he's been hanging out. I haven't put him up on the wall. I want to get like, like one of your little, your little mount things that you have. Are you not gonna? Oh, you just have the antlers, or do you have the skull on it too? I have the skull on it as well, but it got a raccoon grabbed it. I had it sitting outside, mm-hmm. and a raccoon or something got a hold of it and destroyed the whole skull. Either that, or I've actually seen my neighbor put on. Uh, they make the fake European skulls, and they actually they actually look pretty cool. That's what my they three are. Yeah. They're all plastic heads. Oh, you just use like the... Oh, yeah. That's that's all he used because I, I think... Well, I don't know why he didn't keep his... Oh, these were really old ones because he he came over this year. He had got one and I I helped him do his own Euro mount. So then... Are you talking had, this guy? Yeah. The one that was with us when we recovered yes. yours. Yes. What's his name again? Andrew. Andrew. Yes, yep. that's correct. Yeah. he uh, So he did a couple of him himself that he had old antlers from deer he's shot in the past so then he just bought those the fake ones and they actually turned out pretty cool so that's probably what i'll end up doing with mine yeah i 
They look really good from about 10 feet. Like, if you get close up, obviously, you can well, tell. Well, you can but, tell the difference. But even if you can tell they're fake, they still look good. Yeah. I mean, just make sure you get the antlers on there straight. Because like I think you got to actually drill and screw them in. Like, if they get crooked. He was they, just a little different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's two different ones. One, you cut the antlers off at the base, and then you basically file down the skull so that they fit right. And then there's another one where you skull cap it and then you screw the skull cap to it and then it comes with like a, a plastic epoxy that you epoxy it all and take your time. That's the route to go, but they're both, they both do what you want them to do. I think that's because like you need certain equipment to get a Euro. I mean, you got to get it completely cleaned out. It takes a little more time or do you think it's just like, what's the reason that you would do that instead of actually boiling the authentic skull? It's definitely easier. You don't have to have anything. You just have to have a sawzall or a saw to cut it. Like I didn't have the I didn't have the equipment to do it. The pot. It's also late November up here when we're doing it, so it's cold outside. It's not. Mm-hmm. If you don't have the space to do it, it's not the easiest thing to do. But you know, it can be done. Obviously. Well, that and or if like sometimes even like deer that you shoot, they have like broken nostrils or like the the actual skull is not going to turn out. You know, or for instance, my neighbor had just had a bunch of them from the past, but then he wanted to make, you know, trophies out of them. So then there you go. I actually did that with my dad's too. I put his on because he just had this, it was just the antlers skull capped and they were sitting on the garage shelf. So I took them from him when they moved and put them on the, the nice plastic heads and they look, I think they look a lot better. You seem pretty happy about it too. So it, it if it's. Old antlers that you want to change it up a little bit or you want to make that wall, it's an option. Mm-hmm. So how many, we're in Jared's basement again. How many of yours, are all of yours, have you done any of the, the, the skull caps that you can buy or are they all? No, they're all authentic. Like they're the, all authentic? Yep, yep. Yeah, they're pretty cool. I was sitting there staring at them earlier, yeah. just all the mounts. <laughs> Yep, they take some time. I mean, they definitely it's not like a over the night process. I mean, it definitely takes time. But if you only do one or two, it's not so bad. I mean, I definitely wouldn't do it for a side job or anything. <laughs> right. So you got your bow season that we can touch on cuz you yeah. had you had a bow and a rifle tag. I did, yep. But the, the rifle ru- tag wasn't much of a wasn't much of a season. It's hang, hanging up next to mine. Yep. But the bow the bow really wasn't too much of a challenge for you either. I guess I wouldn't say not a challenge. <laughs> it just uh, it happened faster than a guy would think. I'll just let you kind of get into that whole thing because I know there was yeah, a couple we weeks did... that we were snapping back and forth, Snapchatting in the when we were in the trees. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know how many times I actually got out, but it was so the last podcast I was on, well, that was what, September, late September it looked uh, like? That would have been... Uh, yeah, September twenty seventh okay. and October fourth is when they were released. So oh, okay, right around yeah. there. So then around October fourth, I I'd have to look at a calendar. I know it was a Saturday morning. Uh, it, I feel like it was the fifteenth, sixteenth, or seventeenth, something around there. And anyway, looks like it was October sixteenth. Okay, so I that just pulled it up on Saturday okay. on the Instagram. Yeah, I couldn't remember what exact day it was, but anyway, that was it was a Saturday morning. And, uh, yeah, I had been getting some pictures of trail or, uh, uh, trail cam pictures of some decent bucks. The, the one I got actually 
wasn't even the biggest I had on camera, but he was probably one of the three I was going to shoot. And uh, I typically don't hunt mornings that early in the season, but for some reason, I think I was just kind of going off what I was seeing on trail cameras, you know, up river, down river. And uh, the area, the area I got him, I didn't even have. It was pretty chilly that morning too, if I remember right. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was cool. Yeah, it was a cool like one October of those morning. one of yep. those fall days where it starts mm-hmm. off chilly and then it's summer yeah, and I, I'm trying to think of the it's been so long since that happened but I'm trying to piece together why I chose to go mornings cuz like I said normally I and I guess if it was mid October which it was the 16th I mean that's probably why I started going in mornings you know I usually don't start till around that 20th but if it's on a weekend falls on a weekend and the weather's you know conditions are right you know why not so anyway yeah, I just went out that Saturday morning, and uh, I was just hunting along uh, edge of a beet field. And uh, that morning, I had I was watching a couple small uh, spike bucks out in the field, and then I, I had set my stand up right on the field edge, and then it was on a riverbank. So I was on the field edge, and then I had the whole riverbank on my right or right hand side. So anyway. Pretty uh, pretty steep riverbank, right? I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. add that in there. Yeah, we'll <laughs> add to that when we get to the yeah the recovery. But anyway, so I was sitting there and it was a pretty so like Nick was saying earlier, it was cool. The, the morning was cool, but it was it was almost dewy, so there wasn't a lot of like crunch in like the leaves or the you know trees and stuff like that. So it was really quiet because all of a sudden I'm sitting in my stand and I this little doe she comes up and she's like right underneath me and I kind of was like oh i didn't even hear her coming I, all of a sudden she was right underneath me did she come from the the she river from side or the, well, the field behind me so it would have either been either the field one. or yeah because i was on right on the river in the field so i don't really know she came from behind me did you have like if you were to say you know however many sits you did out there was it more common as far as morning evening like like for example say well in the morning you know usually they run in the river edge but in the evening they're feeding out in the field did you notice anything like that or was it pretty well, I, you know, and I knew typically, you know, the, the mornings, you know, I, I guess I, I would want to hunt, you know, either, I guess you could hunt the edge of a bedding. And th- this was actually kind of the edge of bedding and the edge of food. It was kind of both. Um, but like typically, you know, they're feeding, you know, all night. So, I mean, they're going to make their way eventually back to bedding, you know, during the day. Now, now where are these does? I don't know. I think they're mostly feeding in these beets. Um, but I, yeah, I, all of a sudden there was like four of them right by me and I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of no, no bucks or anything like that. And actually this stand I was sitting in, I had hung this stand earlier in the summertime, but I had not sat this stand yet. This was a first sit. Was it a ladder stand or what do you? Hang on, hang on with pegs. But this was a, this was a first sit in this stand. I had never hunted this stand yet this year. I'd put it up earlier this year, but this was the first sit, which and I don't know, everyone has their own opinions. I always say the first sit in a stand is probably your best just because, you know, it's the element of surprise. Like if you, you know what I mean? The more and more you sit stands, the more and more scent you, everything you put out there. So I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but anyway, so I was watching these does, they kind of, you know, fed and then went, you know, down the beet field and th- to meet up with those other younger bucks. And then, I don't know, maybe five, 10 minutes later, I just happened to look to my right hand side and all I seen was body and a frame of the buck and he was walking and I couldn't even hear him. Like I couldn't hear him walking. All of a sudden he was walking so slow 
And my venture or my guess is he was going back to betting because uh, he wasn't he, he had his nose down. I mean, he wasn't like really sniffing or anything, but all of a sudden I'm, he, he was almost past me, like out of my shooting windows. So I had to I stood up in my stand because he was on my right and, you know, my bow was on my left, obviously. So I had to grab my bow. And as I was grabbing my bow, I had to and stop him because he was literally almost out of shooting range like past where I could shoot. Well, and he was only 18 yards away, but he was almost past me. So I literally turned around in my stand and all while he was looking up at me, I drew back while he was looking up at me. He had no clue. I almost felt like he was just distraught, like had no, no clue what was going on. And yeah, just drew back, settled my pin and let it fly. And yeah, I just center punched him. I was pretty skeptical on the shot because, um, well, he was, at that he, angle, he was like quartering away too, wasn't well, he? Well, a little bit. I mean, he was pretty close to broadside, but I mean, he yes, he was quartering away. But my concern was, I it's such a steep angle because, like, literally, if he would have taken a step to the right, he would have been in the water. Like, he was almost on the river, you know. So I I was really skeptical on how inclined the shot angle was. So I I just let him lay. I think I let him lay for like five and a half hours. I called, you know, brother, nephew, you, you came out, Nick, and then my neighbor came out and then we met up at the farm and it was like five and a half hours later. Well, I remember that too. Cause you're like, God, I don't know. And we're all like, dude, from what you were, what you were telling us, we're like, there's no way that's not a dead deer. Right. Well, but, but I always having, think the worst, but <laughs> then, well, and that's not a bad move right. either. But I mean, cause then like when we first hear it, like I center punched him 18 yards and like, that sounds like, oh, it's a, like, how do you mess that up? Right. But then when we get out there and we're like looking up, like up into the sky, like where the hell's your tree stand at? <laughs> yeah. And it, it was like, that was a, that was a drop. The video is up on YouTube. If you guys want to check that out, it's uh yeah, Jer- the recovery. Yep. Yep. Jared's 2022, uh, bow buck, mm-hmm. I believe is what it's called. But yeah, that was a, that was like, when you say it's an angle, it's, you're not exaggerating at all. You're, yeah. you're almost like underestimating the term angle. <laughs> yeah. And that's where I was just, I was just so unsure whether to go. And then, yeah, what? He only went 60 yards and followed the blood the whole way. But we, yeah, what did we go? 30 yards. And then all of a sudden my neighbor's like, hey, isn't he laying right there? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. You, that's in the video too. He's yeah, like, hey, is that him? And yeah. you're like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, that's him. No, I was pretty, pretty pumped. Yeah. He was a good buck. And like I said, I think he was probably the third biggest I had on camera. Probably everyone always says this old cliche, like, oh, it was the biggest body deer ever to compensate for whether his rack was big or not. But <laughs> no, this deer, I actually got pictures of this deer from other hunters that hunt in the area. Cause I, you know, I, you know, we send pictures back and forth of what deer, you know, we get. And they had sent me trail cam pictures of this deer. And I mean, this deer's gut is just massive. Like he was definitely he was eating. Tank. He's eating well. He was bigger body was way bigger than those other two deer that I had on camera just not as high scoring rack wise but like I said I don't ever really care what the deer scores so there's a picture of that deer up on our Instagram as well from October 16th mm-hmm. of uh, should I actually send you the picture of him of his body like when he's actually on a trail camera because then you can actually I wonder if you can add that to that picture or scheme of pictures or something yeah also look at that yeah. didn't you send me you did send me a picture of him. You, I, was it before or after you? It was got probably him? after. Oh no, yeah, it was after because I didn't have any trail camera pictures of this buck. So you had no, no. history. Of, did you ever see him when you were? How no. many? How many sits did you do? Maybe 
I don't know, five or six before I got this deer. Mornings and evenings, or were you doing mm, more evenings? This was my first morning. This was my first morning hunt. The other ones had been evenings, and actually, like I said, they were other locations. So out on a whim, I just kind of changed it up, and like I said, there was probably other you know, things that played a factor in why I chose that stand, but I I can't remember why I did it. I was going to say, so were there, were there any, like, do you remember if you were to take a guess on what, because how many other stands did you have available to you mm. with the wind and, like, that you could have gotten into that morning oh. without busting anything up? Yeah, wind-wise, I don't know. I, in that area over there, I usually have three or four spots I can go, and this one really depending on where those deer are bedding, they actually could come from both ways. So like you almost really can't play the wind when you, when, when a guy thinks about it, you know? So. Well, but you're glad that you made that I did, yeah, decision. Yeah. Yeah. He was a good deer. Yeah. I, I'm happy with him. I was kind of surprised that he didn't end up in the river. I mean, he would, all he would have had to do, like you said, if he would have taken one step. Yeah. Well, and I, I, he, I, it's always seems like when those deer, when they get shot, it's like they're, they're going towards bedding. And that's, I, you know, back in that corner where we got them, there's a bunch of bedding back there. So I'm sure that's where he was headed. But yeah, he made it what, 60 yards. And you've, you've got a pretty good rap sheet on bucks that you've taken. What, uh, what would you say the farthest track job? What, what two questions here. One, where does this one rank? in your track jobs like easy to hard or how long it took and then what was the hardest track job that you had to do bow hunting this one honestly probably ranks well for i guess if we're just talking archery this is probably tied for the best track that i've ever had track job i mean because i have i've had one other deer this one right here who went about the same distance and that one I had left, this one we're looking at, I left him overnight because I was skeptical about the shot once again. And this one went about the same distance as the other one. And I feel like this one uh, died about in the same, like the one I left, but both of them probably died within 30 minutes. But I, I always let them lay just to be, on the, unless I see those bucks fall, I'm always, you know, I always think of the worst, you know. Um, but yeah, he, he. He was probably the best track job. And as far as the worst, I've had deer that I've had to shoot the next, the following day. No one else, no one likes to admit that, but I've had deer where I've wounded the night before a bad shot on my part. And then the next day I go out tracking them cause you know, I don't want to bump them. And then I go out and I've had to, I've had to shoot other arrows in them before, you know, that following day. So I guess that would be the worst. <laughs> so, so this one is a good one this year. Well, I want to get into what we've got coming down the line for the 2023 season. Yep, but it's we haven't underway. we haven't had you on. Uh, this is going to kind of be a flashback to River the Buck, but uh, you were the one that actually <laughs> went in the river to recover. Yes, this that's buck. right, River. That's yeah. So I, I just want to kind of get your perspective on how your thought process was going. Okay, well, there's a river here. The buck is on the ice, but he's breaking through the ice. Yeah. Like, I just want to kind of get your perspective on that. We don't have to go through the whole thing again. Oh, just... No, I just, it was one of those, I either go out there now where he's not that far and doable, like, to get. Um, I just, I don't know, it was one of those just quick think, like, hey, grab a stick, let me hold on to it, and I'm going to grab him. 
So I just went in the water just, uh, I don't know, a few feet. Only got up to my waist. And it was it was either that or we lose them waiting to go go back to the house and grab rope, grab, you know, all the gear that we would need when it's like, yeah, no, we'll that's be where, fine. That's where uh, Scuba Steve's nickname came from because yeah. he wanted to go grab the scuba gear. Yeah. To, yeah. Which, which probably would have worked. Oh, absolutely. But, I mean, if you and can. And at that point, my adrenaline was, you know. I didn't. I didn't even get cold. I mean, yeah, it's like I got wet, and none of the stuff I was wearing was waterproof. But <laughs> worth it. It was worth it. Yeah, you don't <laughs> want to lose the deer at that point. You gotta, you know, respect the animal that you're shooting and do everything you can to retrieve them. You know. So you do a lot of hunting along rivers and creeks and stuff like that. Have you ever had one that has either crossed the river with ice, without ice, or that has like just on the river is where they make it to yeah i've well personally i've never shot one that has crossed the river i've i've seen them cross the river personally not not tip i've never seen big bucks do it but i mean whether i've seen them or not i know deer do it they do it all the time they probably actually do it more than we realize um but yeah it's to me i think it's i think it's very common and as far as ice especially if it's frozen obviously they're going to go across it but you know, when they're crossing it, when it's super cold, I don't, I don't think the temperature matters to the deer. Well, so. it's no different. We were up in Devil's Lake and we had two deer running clear across the middle of the main bay at Devil's Lake. And it's like, where, where are you going? <laughs> yeah, oh, we're, wow. we're fishing up there. And like Wixa said, somebody's like, deer. Really? And we all like turn and look towards the shore because we're right on a point. Yeah, and we're looking in the trees, but it was all like frozen. Like yeah, we were we were oh. fishing. Oh, yeah, man. and there were people driving all over, and yeah, these two deer just run out in the middle of the oh, wow. middle yeah. of the ice, and then they they were like booking it, like they were had somewhere to be, mm-hmm. and we're like, where are you going? And then they ended up getting like I don't know what would you say two hundred yards past us, and then they just stopped. Yeah, they slowed down real quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they that was kind of cool seeing that. Yeah, they're they're tough animals. I'll tell you that. So yeah, I think at going back to your question like as far as crossing rivers i think they do it more often than somebody thinks so yeah i'm just trying to think like how many people i know that have had them i'm sure like you said it happens all the time Mm -hmm. didn't you guys have an issue because you guys rifle hunt that same area that you were bow hunting didn't you guys have an issue of a deer coming across the river while you guys were hunting or, or, or a wounded deer I'm trying to remember. Oh, this last year, you mean? Wasn't there something? Yeah. They, well, I I don't know if you know if I was out. Yeah, there was hunters across. Like we're not we're not where, saying this as a fault to anybody. Oh I mean, no, was, I, but I think it's just like anything. It, it you know whether they cross it, whether they're wounded or not. It's yeah. I think they sh- had shot one and it crossed the river. You know whether it crossed the water bridge. I have no idea. But yeah, it's like they're they're gonna they're gonna do anything in their power to get you know safe. So one deer that I don't think was ever covered and you probably know the story on this one better than anybody was uh Papa's deer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wasn't even there, but I yeah. He just decided to go out by himself one morning. He did. Yeah. And it worked. It worked. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think he was just in the same boat as everyone else is uh I think he, we were all just tired of the cold. I mean, it wasn't a very warm hunting season. I mean, he so yeah, one morning, and I, I can't remember why I didn't go with him. I must have been either working, doing something. I, was it in the middle of the week that he got his? Or I want to say, I, I feel like it had to have been. Otherwise, somebody would have been with yeah, him. Yeah, because like he, yeah, he just went out and sat in a ground blind. You know, we had 
you know, kept up for the rifle season. And I think it was the last week, wasn't it? It was, a, yeah, the last Friday, I think. Yeah. And yeah, he went out and he just, yeah, got it. And I think my, our other brother, Justin, went and helped recover it. And yeah, he got it done. Yeah, it was pretty proud. That was, I actually did a Euro mount for him on that one. So that's pretty much a wrap up of our 2022 season. Uh, mm-hmm. I was unsuccessful, bow and rifle. And no applause, no. Yeah. Uh I did have a bad rifle year too. I I didn't have a yeah. I was only I think I hunted like a day and a half, but that was when we got that big ice storm. So I yeah. And where I go, I think the deer numbers are way down. So or well, where I used to go, I don't think I'll go there anymore. <laughs> I did pretty good. Yeah, that was a yeah. What episode was that? I don't. Oh, we're, not you, even, we're not even going to oh, give so you. Did you do the episode on that? We're not yep. even going to give okay. you to. Uh, we're not even going to give you a chance to. Trying to think. Oh yeah, twenty-eight. Western North Dakota mule deer. I should have put times two in that title. Just go ahead and give a quick refresher for the people that haven't listened to that episode. Well, I, f- f- I went out through, drove through that ice storm to get out west. Um, had two slower days. We saw deer the whole time, but not the one we were looking for. Uh, on a Monday morning, I shot, I filled my bow tag, and then not five hours later, I filled my rifle tag. So. And one of those was way too easy, like practically out of the truck. Oh, I drove all the way across the state to shoot a deer in a cornfield. Which you could have done here. Yep. Well, apparently not because uh, you didn't, so. Uh, we are. You want the time or the 817? No, I was talking about duration of Oh, we are at episode. 33. Oh, okay. So I think we're just going to wrap this one up. Sure. And then we'll, this is going to be another back-to-back where our next one's going to be 2023 Tag Talk and what our plans are for that. So do you guys got anything to close out with this one? No, I think we got it. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, that was a good one. Well, good luck to everybody that's still out there fishing without a blown belt on their snowmobile. <laughs> you got to be pretty diehard to be walking now. Yeah, hopefully your track machines are still uh, functioning. As always, uh, give us a review, rating, like, share, comment, whatever you want to do. We appreciate it. Uh, keep an eye out on our Instagram. Our merchandise link is posted, so if you guys are interested in any North Bros gear, uh, we got we got some hats that are going to be coming down the line. We've got some uh, flags, pretty much anything you want. If there's anything that you guys want, just shoot us a message on Instagram or send us an email. So until next time, we'll get back to you.